0: Scholar, to know that the book of Acts is a transitional book. We're not trying to veer away from that tonight. But in the same light, I believe there are several things from uh, this book that we can all glean from and draw from. And uh, that's what I want to do tonight. I want us to look at this church that's briefly mentioned in chapter 19 and 20. And it is the church of Ephesus where the Apostle Paul was set up. For the Bible lets us know two years and three months that. Paul was in this place called Ephesus. Now, may I say tonight it is here that Paul is writing his farewell sermon, if you will. Uh, As a matter of fact, in some of your Bibles tonight, it will probably even say something along the lines of Paul's farewell sermon or farewell letter to these Ephesian people. But may I say this tonight? When Paul is writing this farewell, he begins to deal with something and he says something here uh, that God... Brought out in my heart, and I really believe tonight something that each of you need to hear not just with your ears but with your hearts. Tonight, let me say, first of all, before we even dive into the context of our text, that church is vitally important. Uh, Listen, we people we're living in a day and hour that people uh, treat church like it's just something they might do, or they if they have time they'll go to church if they need something. Can I get away? I've ran across that over the years If they need something they'll go to church If they want something If something bad's happened But may I say that was not God's intentions When he died on the cross 2,000 years ago And birthed the church Listen to me Uh, I'm trying to tell you tonight That church is important And what goes on at church Is also important Now I understand tonight That we all should have a personal devotion We all should have a personal personal study we all should have personal time in prayer with the Lord and I understand all those things but there's something about when God's people come together and uh, God shows up in the midst of his people did you know tonight that the main goal of the pastor is to feed the flock of God Uh, can I say this tonight Uh, Paul is teaching and preaching and he's been the very thing that has sustained these Ephesian people and produced growth in their life did you know God gives you a preacher to do the same thing Uh, listen I didn't put myself here and any pastor that does this he he didn't put himself there if he's been called by God uh, but my friend, I uh, take it and count it a great honor to stand and to feed the flock of God, whom I did not purchase, whom I have nothing to brag or boast about. Uh, but it is an honor to be able to open the blessed Word of God and preach and feed the flock of God. And that's the reality of what Paul is telling these disciples here at Ephesus. It is to feed the flock of God. Uh, can I say this? this tonight. You need to understand the order of God concerning the church. Uh, My friend, the pastor is the man that God places in your life to teach you and uh, to preach to you and to guide you and uh, to counsel you. And notice this now, don't leave this out, to reprove, rebuke, and exhort you. That's my job. I don't always count it a a blessing to have to do those things, but in reality it's a blessing uh, that God would entrust me and call me and give me the, the commission to feed the flock of God. Paul makes mention, he said, look here, I'm not, I'm not failed to declare the whole counsel of God. May I say a good preacher is what he'll do. Uh, I think there's several options that you can pick from in today's society. What kind of church you want. Uh, what kind of meals you want. I mean, uh, used to when he was growing up, you ate what you got. Ain't that right? Uh, there was no variety. There was not an option for a, for a chicken nugget meal in the microwave. There wasn't an option for uh hot pockets and bagel bites. You you got what got put down, or you didn't eat for How uh, can I say? But we're living in the microwave society. Even in the church, if they don't like what the uh, what God puts out on the table, they'll run down the road to the hot pocket church, up uh, to the pizza parlor church, and uh, my friend, they'll just pick off the buffet what they want. Uh, but my friend, they're starved out of their mind, most of them, and most of them ain't even say. Uh, but God's give us a place. Uh, we come together and gather around the blessed word of God And eat uh, up from the bread of life And enjoy the fellowship of the Lord We might not always like the meal But I promise you And we're going to mention it in a little while at The meal, if you get it from God Will always be profitable for you Paul, I'm getting ahead of myself But Paul was a very profitable preacher Very profitable Paul did not waste time. He fed the church of the living God. Can I say this tonight? The pastor is one of God's beneficial gifts to the church. Yes, man. Not the only one. God gives several gifts in, in the church, but it is one of them. You say well it's easy to say when you're the pastor Well you know it, it's really not But I understand the Bible And I understand what God has put me here for And and for, for those of you who's had other pastors You know uh, in years gone by God placed them in your life For a reason and maybe for a season But how many of y'all would just say Thank God for those seeds You say well it didn't turn out good For me and my other pastor Maybe not But good God God Almighty, there's some good things that you can glean from it. There's some, some things you ought to be thankful for. You ought to walk around all the time uh, down in the men of God that He's put in your life. I don't care if they went stupid and sideways or not. Uh, God at one point has helped them to help you. And I telling you, God's got a, a, a way about things. And the pastor is a gift to the local church. And by the way, all pastors are still men. Don't ever get to thinking I'm above stupid because I'm not. Don't ever get get to thinking I'm above mistakes because I'm not. Listen, I'm trying to train our church. We're still in training days around here. Don't ever get to the place where you think, whether it's me or somebody else, that the pastor is above sin because I'm not. And I will sin, and I will make mistakes, and I will fail you, but make no mistake about it. God knows what I am, and He'll deal with me just like He deals with you. But at the end of the day, we must focus on the task at hand. And when we come to the house of God, it's to bring honor and glory to His name, and to worship His name, and to eat from the bread of life for the blessed Word of God. That's why we come. You come to get fed. That's why you ought to be here today yes. on a Wednesday night to get a good meal yeah. from the Lord. You may not always like the meal, but if it's from God, it's a beneficial meal yeah. from yeah. the Lord. I've got a few things I've wrote down about the pastor, and you can write them down if you'd like. But the pastor is not your dictator. He is your director. Yeah. You know, I'm not to be a lord over the, the heritage of God, but I am the director I'm not a dictator, but I'm the director. The pastor is not your Lord, but he is the one that points you to the Lord through the living word. The pastor is not your boss But he is the bread giver The pastor is not your enemy He's your ensample The pastor is not your personal final authority He is to preach to you from the final authority The pastor is not your personal mediator He is the preparer of the meals That you will eat in this place May I say the pastor's job very simple He's supposed to pray for you Prepare a message for you Or a meal for you And preach to you Plus or minus nothing That's my. My job. You say, well, I'd sure hate to have your job. I, listen, there's a whole lot of things that pastors, including myself, we add to the bill that's really not even our job. But we try to do it all anyhow. But my job is to pray, to prepare, and to preach. That's exactly right. That is my job as the pastor. Here's what the Bible has to say about this matter in Acts chapter 6. Verse 1 through 4, the Bible said, and in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily administration. By the way, if anybody becomes a widow in here and they don't they, they're not their needs are not met just to par and to their specs, guess who's going to get the fall for that? You're looking at him, but guess whose responsibility that ain't? <laughs> hey man. That's what deacons are for. Come on somebody, I need a little help tonight. I mean, I'm going to give you a Bible and give you a meal and let you know how important it is for you to be here at feeding time. Bible said in verse 2 of Acts 6 then the 12 called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables wherefore brethren look ye out among you seven men of honest report full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business and uh, we'll give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word 1 Peter 5 verses 1 through 4 uh, the Bible said the elders which are among you I exhort who Whom also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ And also a partaker of the glory uh, That shall be revealed Feed the flock of God uh, Which is among you Taking the oversight thereof Not by constraint but willingly Not for filthy lucre But of a ready mind Neither as being lords over God's heritage uh, But being in samples to the flock Uh, Titus chapter 1 verses 7, 8 and 9 said For a bishop must be blameless As the steward of God not self-willed not soon angry not given to wine no striker not given to filthy lucre but a lover of hospitality a lover of good men sober just holy temperate holding fast uh, the faithful word as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers Uh, and Paul told Timothy uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse number 2 he made it real clear preach the word Be instant in season Out of season reprove, rebuke And exhort with all long suffering And doctrine May I say there's no doubt about it tonight uh, That Paul sure had been a good preacher Paul's been a good pastor If you will Uh, Paul's preaching uh, was what it was supposed to be Uh, The Bible lets us know In verse 20 and 21 That he came to Ephesus uh, To preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus uh, And he preached it among them Uh, He'd been faithful both to the people People, and to the God who had appointed him. That my friend Paul's preaching and Paul's pastoring is one that we can model ourselves after that because Paul was faithful to do one thing and that was to feed the flock of God. And so again tonight I'm preaching on this thought why a church members shouldn't miss a meal. You know it's important for you to be here. I want to give you just a few quick details and introduction about Paul's preaching. Number one, I want to say this about Paul's preaching Paul was a passionate preacher. In verse number 7 The Bible said upon the first day of the week When the disciples came together I'm in Acts 28 by the way I'm back in Acts, or excuse me, Acts chapter 20 I'm back in Acts 20 verse 7 The Bible said upon the first day of the week When the disciples came together to break bread Paul preached unto them ready to part on the and Continue his speech until midnight Some of y'all yawn, roll your eyes And up text your neighbor and write notes how you I found notes in some of y'all's pews That says I wish to God he'd hurry up I sure have You need to do a better job of disposing of your gossip I'm sure sort of, I can go to the pew. I know where you are, friend. I know who you are. And I'm going to tell you something. You couldn't take Paul's preaching. He preached till midnight. You, 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 old just lasted way longer than some of y'all would. He lasted all the way to midnight before he fell out and died. My friend, some of y'all can't take an iron 15 minutes. And you feel like you've been tied down and tortured. I'm going to tell you something. Paul was a passionate preacher. Paul loved preaching, friend. By the grace of God, I love it too. Hallelujah. I'm glad to be a God paul preacher tonight I'm glad God's entrusted me I'll open the blessed word of God and feed the flock of God that he's bought in his own blood Paul was passionate Paul was a persevering preacher verse number 18 and 19 the Bible said when they were come to him he said unto them ye know from the first day that I came into Asia after what manner I have been with you at all seasons notice that Paul's been faithful through it all he says in verse 19 serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me up by the lying in wait of the Jews Paul is a persevering preacher he's preached through all seasons friend he's preached with humility of mind he's preached with many tears he's preached through temptation. He's preached with those who were waiting on him uh, that are persecuting. Uh, my friend but despite the seasons and despite the tears and the temptation and the persecution Paul persevered. Paul was faithful uh, out of God and fashioned himself like to God. He served the Lord with all humility of mind. That is a good pre- preacher friend. Yeah. That's a good pastor. Somebody that push through even when they don't want to. Right. Yeah somebody push through when people's for them people's against them yeah. somebody push through when people's high-fiving them and shaking their hand and people's flipping them off somebody help right. me I mean I've done to God I mean it's i got a call on my life whether you're here or you're gone whether you're listening or not whether you're amening or oh me and it don't matter uh, my friend I've got a job to do and it's to feed the flock of God and Paul persevered through all these things as a preacher not only was Paul a, uh, a passionate preacher preached to Night and a persevering preacher, but Paul was a profitable preacher. Verse 20, up uh, in verse number 20, the Bible said. Of course, Paul's writing to him and he said And how I kept back nothing that was profitable Unto you but it showed you and taught you May I say this tonight Paul was a profitable preacher Can I say Paul In all Paul's preaching he aimed at doing Good good for the Lord And to those he preached to He studied and prayed and said That which was profitable unto them Notice this not everything that's Profitable to you is going to be pleasing To you can I get a witness Paul said he didn't fail he didn't and he didn't sign to declare the whole gospel, uh, the whole council, the word of God. Why? Because it's all profitable. Everybody likes to hear preaching on uh, praising God. That's something everybody can do, and uh, that's something most people do, do if they mean it or not. Uh, but can I say, Paul dealt with hard things, and Paul dealt with hateful things, and Paul dealt with harsh things, uh, uh, because Paul wanted to be profitable. Uh, may I say tonight, Paul aimed to preach not that which was pleasing, but that which was profitable. And to bring forth profit That's how Paul brought forth pleasure You know how Paul was pleased In himself and in his ministry Because he did not preach to be pleasing He preached to be profitable Now, I say that's exactly what A pastor ought to be He ought to preach that which is profitable To you Maybe not pleasing to you But pleasing to God Meaning therefore it is profitable unto you Paul's not only a profitable preacher I like this Paul's a plain preacher Listen to me. We, we don't got to run and, and, and word study, and I'm not against word studies, and I'm not against deep study. I'm not against it. But here's the, here's, here's the point I would want to make tonight. Nine out of ten people in a church pew, if it ain't on the bottom shelf, they can't understand it. Now, I hate to say it like that, but that's the truth. I'm talking about I preached in churches that's been established three weeks and I've been, been in churches been established for three centuries and three decades uh, and it's all the same. People uh, don't study enough to really grasp on to the big... Paul was very plain and I really believe we are missing some of that in this generation of simplicity of preaching. Listen, God made this thing simple. I understand there's depths and I understand that there's deep things that we can grasp and we ought to uh, but Paul made it to where even a child could comprehend. Amen. Look in verse 20 with me. I like how he says this. He says, I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. How, how is he playing right here? But have showed you and taught you. Yes, sir. He don't get no more plain than when a man shows you what he's preaching. Yes. And taught them. He showed them and taught them. Paul is plain. He's not putting on a show. He, he's, he's, he don't have the, 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 the dramatics to go with his delivery. He's just a plain Jane Holy Ghost preacher. Yeah. And that's what we need. That's what you need. Somebody that can be plain in the area of showing and teaching you. Yeah. Paul's not only a plain, plain preacher. Paul's a personable preacher. Notice verse number 20 again. He said, I have taught you publicly and from house to house. You know what that means? Paul was very personable. In other words, Paul was faithful to preach to the multitudes. That's the public saying. But Paul was not too good to go to the house where nobody was there to see him. Hello? In other words, Paul preached to a million or Paul preached to one. You know what you, you ought to have in a pastor? Not somebody who has to have the glamour and the glisten and the spotlight and the multitude. And listen, I'm not against preaching in those settings. I want to preach where God opens doors just like anybody else. But if a man can't sit down, by the way, everybody takes that, that verse and uses his soul. when they talk about lost people. Uh, when they went house to house, they were breaking bread. It was Christians fellowshipping with one another house to house what it was. Now, I'm not against going, so if that's what you want to do, don't knock doors and invite people to church, but it's not what that verse is talking about. Paul went publicly and house to house. In other words, Paul uh, did not confine himself to a corner when he had a, an option or an avenue up to preach to the congregation, nor did Paul confine himself to the congregation or to the multitude when he had an avenue and a door to minister personally and privately. He done both. Why? Because he was, a per- he was a personable preacher. That's why he said this, and I probably quote it wrong, but he said he became all things to all men. Yeah. He was personable. In other words, he would minister to whatever and whoever was in front of him needing him to minister. Yeah. Now i preached in our church, not that large. i preached in really large churches. But never should I ever Get to a place where feeding the flock only comes on my terms. I'm no pastor at all at that point. Maybe sometimes feeding the flock men that may pastor one day, sometimes feeding the flock is you and them in a rocking chair on the porch somewhere. But you're still required to feed the flock. Is everybody with me? That's the kind of preacher Paul was. He's a very personable preacher. Paul is not only a personable preacher. Paul, no doubt, and lastly, and just the introduction, is a powerful preacher. Man, Paul preached for power verse 21 Bible said testifying both to the Jews also to the Greeks repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ can I say Paul was a powerful preacher notice what he preached man he preached the gospel he preached the power of God unto salvation Paul preached the gospel as a testimony to them that received it uh, and a testimony against them that rejected it Uh, my friend there's not a better more powerful message uh, and a more powerful man in all the Bible outside of the Lord Jesus than the Apostle Paul and the gospel of our Savior my friend Paul preached to the lost and taught them how to be saved and Paul preached to the saved and taught them how to live and I've said all that to say this if there's ever been a man of God that not only succeeded but exceeded when it came to feeding the flock it was Paul the apostle and the man of God Paul was faithful to feed the flock. Now I've laid all that down to try to get your mind centered around what my job is, and I want you to evaluate in your pew, am I doing my job? I'm sure trying. I mean, I really am. I'm trying to minister to the multitude, if you will, not a big multitude, but the multitude. But how many times have I been on your couch? Come on, somebody. I, I, I'm trying to feed the flock. I'm trying to be there for you. I'm trying to pray, prepare, and preach. But listen to me. There's nothing more. There's nothing more insulting, not to me, but to God, than for Him to set. By the way, I know men take credit for preparing a meal, but you realize God has to prepare it and serve it to us before we can ever serve it to you. And in all reality, I don't do the preparing. I understand I do in a sense, but He is the one that prepares the meal for you. He's the one that tells me what you need when you need it. And when God cooks you up a meal, the least we can do as sheep of God's flock is show up during feeding time. They're giving the commission to feed the flock, but I'm going to put the commission on you and tell you to be here when the feeding's happening. When the feeding's going on. Why? A church member shouldn't miss a meal. And I say as good as the preacher as Paul was, there's a bunch of them that turned their heads and walked away. Right, yeah. Bunch of them. I, I mean, look here, you ain't got no apostle Paul. But even Paul had people that didn't care to show up feeding time. Right. My friend, it makes no difference how good or bad the preacher is. If you really want fed, you're gonna find you a place with a preacher that you can sit down and get a meal from. Right. Amen. Amen. And I'm here to tell you don't settle for no less. Right. Yeah. Don't settle for no less. That's what this thing's about. It's feeding time when the church comes together. I'll tell you this. As a pastor, I can tell you this fact. It is hard to feed sheep that won't show up. Yes, ma'am. You know what I found? The ones that don't show up are often the ones that need you to show up to them. And you try to feed them in that moment, but because they've neglected all the other feedings, they're so malnourished, you can't feed them then neither. You try to feed them. They can't chew on what you're giving them. Because they ain't even been been to all the milk feeds. You're throwing out strong meat on a one-on-one and they're sitting there choking to death on it because they missed all the milk meals. Come on, somebody. I mean, I'm just telling you, this is what God gave me. Uh, it's important for you to be here when I'm trying to feed the flock because you're going to need a good, strong meal one of these days. And I'm going to try to give it to you and you'll choke to death on it if you skip out on your meal time and you're feeding through it. Hey, we've got to gather around the Word of God and the table of God and digest the Word of God as a congregation if we're ever going to grow and go for God. Amen. You can't miss out on mealtime. Right. It's vitally important that you're here. So if God will help me for a minute, I want to preach on that. I want give you I just got a few little points here. But it's what the Lord gave me. Why a church member shouldn't miss a meal? Number one, a church member shouldn't miss a meal to avoid becoming wounded or weak. Pray for the predators. Yeah. Yeah. If you ain't eating, I'm gonna tell you what you're doing. You are malnourishing yourself. And the weaker you get, the more wounded you get. And the more wounded and weak you get, the better and easier target you are to be consumed. Come on. Look, look, look down in verse number 29 with me. Acts chapter 20 verse 29. Paul says this, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. And I say wolves don't appear to get high fives? They appear and they show up to destroy and spare not in the flock of God. Now listen to me The Bible lets us know very clear My friend that the ultimate goal Of a grievous wolf Is to completely devour the flock Leaving nothing or nobody behind Nothing to spare If you write notes you need to write this down It's a Holy Ghost quote If you miss your meals as a church member You'll become a meal to a church murderer If you miss your meal as a church member You'll become a meal to a church murderer Did you know there's people that eat and breathe And live to do nothing but to devour and eat you up, destroy you, and to overtake you and overthrow you. They're wolves and they're hatched out of hell. And a weak, anemic sheep who misses out on feeding time all the time don't stand a chance when they're weak and wounded and the predators come out. That's why so many people, first little whim that comes by knocks them off their feet. They ain't even been the church but twice in the last three months and want to know why they can't make it through their storms. Yeah. this is where you get strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm feeding you. What happens to your child? We've been, we've been paying attention the last couple the last couple of days to, to uh, how many kids I got? Which one is it Everly? She ate syrup. I guess she' saying on, anybody. she ate syrup. y'all remember she's first born how weak and little and feeble. She looks like a butterball turkey back there. And she and you know how that happened? Look here. I'm not against milk messages. Brother Dax, I've got to bring some milk in here. Yeah. I can't all bring strong meat every service because I got a bunch of little suckling sheep that still hold the milk. But she's went, look what's in her mouth right now. You know what she's doing? She's gaining strength. She's getting stronger. That's why the Bible deals with the sincere milk of the Word because it is sincerely needed and and, and needful for you. But look up here and listen to me. Some of y'all have been saved 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You should have been off the milk a long time ago. I can't make her a bottle when she's in 5th grade. If that's all she ever wants to get, is milk and that's all she can ever take is milk she will malnourish and die but in the same sense milk is needed in these beginning stages some of y'all should be well past where you are and I'm going to tell you the reason why you're not is you miss too many feeding times I got one amen right there thank you The reason you are still weak and anemic and on the milk is you miss too many meals as a sheep. And you are going to become weak and wounded prey for those wolves, those predators. Listen to me. When you miss a meal as a church member, being a member of the flock of God, you become weak. But I want you to understand something. While you're becoming weak and wounded, you're also being watched. I thought about this story, this analogy. But I know how coyotes work. Where I turkey hunt, or wolves, that's what we have. We don't have wolves, but same thing. Where I, one farm in the turkey hunt is my, uh, my dad's uncle. And every time I go by, he says, are you any good at killing coyotes? I said, well, not really. Every time I try, I do nothing but call in bobcats and foxes. I mean, I can walk through the field and there'll be 75 coyotes and all I call them is bobcats. I don't understand how it works, but that's the way it works for me. He says, look. He said, I've been watching them. He said, they're waiting. He said, every morning I can look up there and the way it is, it's in like three levels. It used to be a mountain and they stripped it. And you know how they do, boys. They strip them out and they do it in levels. And they kind of come out like this and build like a stair set. And he said, on the very top of that, every morning there's a whole pack of them coyotes. This was just in April. He said, just come out and watch. He said, and they know a couple of them mama cat cows, heifers, what he calls them, that's what they are. He's fixing half babies, fixing half calves. And they're waiting. When I was reading this and studying this, I thought about that. I thought about the wolves, the grievous wolves. Listen, there ain't never been a wolf that was stupid and not sly and sneaky. You know what they do? They sit and they wait and they examine and they plan out how they're going to snatch and devour their prey. right. And they was wait, why would they be waiting on the calves? Well, because them old heifers have been eating a lot of hay and a lot of, and a lot of seed and a lot of beans and a lot of clover and whatever else they eat down there. And they're, they're hard to take down with them little calves. Yeah. Yeah. When they first come out, they ain't got no strength. hard to stand up and walk. Right. And if they do, they stumble and they fall. Yes, and then they said, them coyotes, they just sit and watch. You know what they're looking for? They're looking for that one day that week. He said, I'm going to tell you something else. He said, I know and I've got a cow going down on me. He said, when well, I ain't got no calves do, and I can see them up there watching. He said, that ain't long I'm fine. got a cow somewhere. It's hurt. I can smell that wound. And they watch for that cow to get to its weakest point. And that's when they devour it. Can I say that's what's happening to some of y'all? You don't realize it. Every time you miss a meal, those wolves are sitting out yonder in the pasture and they're watching you and they're watching you get weaker and weaker and weaker. And while you're getting weaker, they're waiting and they're watching and eventually you become their most wanted on the most wanted list. And because you're weak and anemic and frail and malnourished, you'll go down in the fight if you're not careful simply by missing meals when they're prepared. for you. Can I say this? This is also a, Quote I think you need to write down. Those with no concern are eventually consumed. You ever just met people who just don't care about church? I'm not talking about people out in the world. I'm talking about people that go to church but don't care about church. I introduced a few tonight if you'd like to know who they are. You kind of concerned? No. I mean, how do you know? You don't know. Oh, I do know. I should speak louder than words. I do know. But you're not concerned when all you want to do is get out from the time you get in. Yeah. Well, you're not concerned. You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to get consumed. Yeah. You know why I make a big deal? And I've been pushing real lately on these kids, setting up, shutting up, and paying attention. Because they need to know this is important. I mean, if you expect them to learn at school unto God, surely you'd want them to learn something at church. Right. Expect them to have enough sense to listen to their teacher. You jump all over them, wear them out, and take the phone and put them in timeout and all that other stuff that don't do nothing. And you do all that other stuff. doesn't devil well, surely God you can do it and make them listen to church. Man. I mean, come on, somebody! This is it's feed time. That's what I want you to understand. It's not a facade. This is not a talent show. I'm not up here playing charades. I'm giving you the meal God wants you to eat, yeah. and it's important that you're here during meal time. Think about it, how easy it would be for those who are unconcerned to be consumed. I also thought about this in my mind. Not only are those calves weak and wounded, if you will, in the eyes of the predator or the wolf, but I've been been in them same fields he's talking about during capping time. There'll be a little old calf, and I'm 150 yards away and if there's no them the around it they think it's going bother me. But if there's little ones there, guess what, mama? She's on. She's watching me like I'm gonna come over and grab a calf and take off with it. She's she she's protected her. You know what that cat's doing? She didn't think about that. She's on her whistling Dixie, hopping and skipping and running into stuff. You know what that is? That's the son. Folks, you don't realize, Mom and Daddy, that I'm not just up here every day, every week, red-faced, sweating, spitting, telling y'all that the devil's after your children because he's on vacation. Right. He's really after them. Yeah. And it's my job to tell you, I'm I'm the I'm, I'm watchman on the wall and I can see he's already got his nails in some of them. And some of y'all are still whistling, didn't see yeah. yeah. You don't even see it. Right. That's why it's important. You to be here at mealtime. So you can grow in the Lord and see things for yourself that I and others see in your life that you don't even see. Y'all think I'm stupid, but I know more than you think I know. Man, man. Oh yeah. Sure. Not just about your children, but about you. Yeah. Don't you think for a second God don't speak to me about what's going on in your heart towards me? Right. Yeah, yeah. I know. And I don't always know and I've been caught off guard but I'm going to tell you eight out of ten times I know man, man. something ain't right. And I'm going to tell you what all I'm trying to do. I'm not against you. I'm trying to feed you. Yeah. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to tell you that there's things out there that's going to hurt you. There's people I hate to be this way. There's church people that are going to hurt you. Yeah. You've got to listen and be on watch. If not, you're going to get eaten up by predators. Wolves. Yeah. Grievous. The Bible did not call them wolves. called call them grievous. You ever been grieved? Man, I'm getting hung up right here. I'm trying to move, but, but just grievous wolves. And you know how they operate. Most of them in sheep's clothing. Yeah. You've got to be careful. Wolves can come in a variety of ways. Wolves can be false prophets. We know that in the Bible with false doctrine. Wolves can be out in the world. We can can apply it to people out in the world. Wolves can also be applied to those in the church, troublemakers or manipulators. There's all kinds of areas that a wolf can be a wolf in the Christian life. But no matter how they come, wolves all have one thing on their mind and that is to overtake you and consume you as a sheep in the flock of God. That's why it's important as a church member, that you don't miss your meals. And I want you to remember this. We're moving on to the next point. Again, I quote this. If you miss your meal, you'll become one. If if you're prone to miss your meals, you will become a meal for the predators. Number two, a church member shouldn't miss a meal to avoid becoming a wooed prospect of the perverts. This is all Bible language. Look at verse 30. you'll become weak and wounded uh, for the predators, but you'll become a wooed prospect for the perverts. Look at verse 30. Acts 20, verse 30. The Bible said, Also of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Again, this is within the church. Everybody see that? He look here, Paul, again, he, he, he's writing the farewell letter to Ephesus. But he's dealing with these 12, about 12, what the Bible says, about 12 of John's disciples who he has left in charge uh, under the Holy Ghost to feed the flock of God. And he said this, he said, look, I'm leaving, but y'all are going to have to realize among yourselves that men are going to arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. In other words, to build their own following. And can I say, I wish to God I could tell you this didn't happen no more, but it does. Yeah. And if you're not careful, if you miss out on meal time all the time, you'll be weak and wounded. If you don't get devoured by the wolves and the predators, my friend, you'll become wooed by the perverts, those who are drawing and enticing a way to build their own crowd, their own kingdom. And they'll put you in their back pocket and carry you down the road with them. Yeah, sure. If you ain't strong in what you believe, and you ain't been around to gain strength to be able to stand against those who bring perversion. Can I say this this afternoon? This perversion in our text it comes from within. Can I say this? And let me make this very clear: it is my job to establish doctrine. Yes. Don't know why. So you don't believe everything else that comes your way. Yes, it's my job. That's that's part of the feeding plan. Y'all, y'all see these people that build strong muscles? You know what they say has very little to do with lifting weights. It's mainly diet. It's what they eat. I, I, I talked to a man several, several months ago, an old friend of mine. and I mean He, he never was obese or anything. He didn't get chubby, but he was just real lean. He was always real lean, but now he's not. He's mean. So said, man, what happened? How did you get so strong? I mean, did you just lift weights like crazy? He said, no, to be honest with you, it has very little to do with that. And he told me about the, 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 the personal trainer and it was a meal training. Certain things that, that he needs to digest in order to produce strength and stamina uh, that, that he can then build and bulk because of what he's taken in. And I say that's what doctrine does. Amen. It builds you, it, it strengthens you, it makes you strong and yes. makes you be able to withstand that you don't yes. that you don't get pulled away by all the perverse. And by the way, we're living in an hour full of doctrinal perversion. Man. Yes. Sir. I ain't so never a corner. I, I mean in all realms. It's I mean the doctrine's perverted in the Baptist realm and the Pentecostal realm and in, in, in the Methodist. I mean all doctrine in all places. If you ain't strong in doctrine and the need of the word of God, you'll be pulled away by perversion. Yeah, right. I'm sitting here thinking, and I kept myself doing it all the time. How certain men that we all I say we all, not maybe not like everybody here, but if you go back any time at all in Christianity, decade or so, how certain men have ended up where they are. Right. I scratch my head and think, how did it happen? Well, this is how it happened. They did not, apparently, eat enough good doctrinal meals to get strong and steady and steadfast so they were not wooed by the perversion. Right. Yeah. The only thing I can make sense of. They said one thing, but saying no it, knowing it, and believing it's two different factors I listen, there's a whole bunch of you that say, oh, I know I'm saved forever, but you can't give me two reasons why you are. And then and now listen and that's why you're gonna be confused at the lunch table when some and so telling you to lose it. Next thing you know, you're down yonder at the other place. to agree with or to enjoy it. Everybody's got to like it to digest it. I don't understand that theology. I was made to eat things because those things were good for me. And I didn't have choice. Amen. Never forget. Y'all, some of you old older ones, I say older, I'm not older, but now this generation I'm like a dinosaur because they don't really know what I'm talking about. I, my daddy and mom tell me you, you ain't getting up from this table until you eat what's on that plate. Yeah. Well I liked it. Or not. Did you know it will not kill your kids, send them into cardiac arrest if you do that? All right. It sure won't. And you no, know we, formed? we formed a bunch of spiritual children that push back from the table and say, dude, I don't want that. That's right. That's why they do it spiritually. Come on, man. You train them that they don't have to eat it if they don't want it. Right, right. You when know, they get grown into, it if they want to, in my house we eat what I like. Yeah. Can I get a witness? It wasn't that way when I was being raised and trained. No, right? That's <laughs> right. I mean, look here: if Mama made a meal, I, asked, I didn't I, I did not get a happy nugget microwave dinner. I got what was there, or I did not eat. Now we're living in a generation. Well, it, I have rights. Bless God in my house, you know. What rights? Right. You got a right to remain silent. That's what I for about right you, God. And every word you say not only can and will, but will be used to get you in the court of the bedroom. Amen. I mean, bless God, it's my way, it's my way, it's my way it's the highway at Christmas present And that's the way it ought to be at your house. Amen. Hey, and that's the way it ought to be at God's house. Amen. whether we like it or not he's the boss exactly right. he has been preach on tithing. some of y'all lock up like a snare drum but if that's what God wants preached on then you need to open up and swallow it down I mean some people tighten up tight as a band of string yep. if I preach on music or dress standards or uh, modesty uh, but it's obvious uh, some of y'all still ain't never took a big bite of that because you're still in modest and you're still listening to wicked music and yeah, you're still the world and still trust up the world and still live on your own standard and you go going to starve the day and get eaten up and die out yonder and ain't nothing I can do for you. Amen. It's the word of God. It's not just theology. If it was my opinion by all means, refuse it. Amen. But it's not. Amen. It's not. It's still in the Bible. That it's good for a man not to touch a woman. That's not my theology. And you say, well, it just says it's good. It's not sin. Well, let me take you to the other verse that says, a man that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him to sin. You know why we can't let our children rub all over one another? Because we're living in a sexual, perverted day. And before long, two girls... I'll be younger, locked up behind the church in a bed together. Before long, a young boy and a young girl had a baby on the way. I'm telling you, it might be strong me, but you better open it up in real time. If you don't want perversion to woo you away, they don't preach like this because they're scared to death of running the crowd. I'm not trying to run the crowd. I'm trying to build a church. Amen. I want Christians. I want godly families and godly young people. That's what we want here. I can tell this we have 500 teenagers when they're all outside watching porn and smoking weed and slapping one another. I don't care if we got 500 if they're full of hell. Give me five. It's full of God. Yeah. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I mean that. All these people has got big churches and big youth groups. I'm not against it. I hope we have that here one day. But I want to be built on the Word of God and not on... Fr- uh, Finley Fun Night Amen. and volleyball teams right. that wear shorts up their rear ends. Yes, sir. Yeah. Come on, somebody. I know I'm stepping on your toes, but I've got King James Bible. And it ain't my theology. Fact is, if I'm being honest, it, I don't care what you do. But when I pastor you and I know that you know the truth, then I care. Because you know better. You know better. We ought not listen to the things and the music of the world. We shouldn't. Name me one song that makes you want to get on your face and worship God out there. They ain't out there. That make you want to crawl into bed with another man's wife or leave your husband or bust the headlights out of his truck or get a beer or take a gun and kill yourself or dance or shake your bodies. I mean, ain't none of that provokes us to godliness. It's all out of hell. It's all meant to move you like hell moves you. That's what music does. It's a universal language. And what you put in yourselves, what's going to come out of you. You listen to to a bunch of sluts, you're going to turn out to be a slut. You listen to a bunch of man whoredoms, you're going to turn out to be a man whore. You listen to music, About murdering and killing You're going to be a murderer It's what it is That's why I want to fill myself With songs and hymns And spiritual songs That's what this Bible says to do That's the meals that I hand out And boy people shut that mouth Mm -mm, mm I like that But I'm trying to help you I'm trying to keep you from being a predator To wolves being prayed to the wolves and the predators are, or are being wounded, sorry, and weak to the predators. And I'm trying to keep you being wooed by perversion. Amen. That's why you need to be here for your mealtime. Right. Can I say here, can I say this tonight? We gotta to protect what's precious. Yeah. You know what's the most precious thing in each of our lives tonight? One of the most precious things we have is this book. Yes. Right. Because it really is a lamp and a light. And it really is life. It really is water. It really is bread. And it's our roadmap. map. It's our guide. It's my best friend. The Word of God. You say, how can you be friends with a book? I'm not. I'm best friends with a book. Because the book is more than a book. There's an author that's alive. And every word in this is alive. And this book is everything to me. This book ought to be everything to you. It ought to be the center of your family Amen. and the center of your life. I'm almost done. Third point. Why as a church member, you shouldn't miss a meal. Number three, and I'm, I'm done. You shouldn't miss a meal as a church member. You shouldn't miss a meal to avoid becoming a wasted product. Notice this, without your preacher. Amen. A wasted product without your preacher. I said, you shouldn't miss a meal to, become, to keep from becoming weak and wounded. Pray. Or weak and wounded. Pray. Pray for the predator. You shouldn't miss a meal as a church member to, to avoid becoming wooed by perversion. But you shouldn't miss a meal as a church member to avoid becoming a wasted product without your preacher. Here's what I mean it's in our text. Look at verse 31. The Bible says, therefore, of course, Paul dealing right in here says, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn every every one night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. pauls he's got a farewell right here. He said, I'm giving you to God. And to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yea, you yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities to them that were with me. I've showed you all things, how that... So laboring, you ought not, or excuse me, you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, It's more blessed to give and receive. Notice this, and when he had thus spoken, he kneeled down and prayed with them all. They all went sore and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spake, that they should see his face no more. They accompanied him unto the ship. Can I say here tonight, this church, if you will, this group of men, these Former John disciples, these people at Ephesus, they've they now had to say goodbye to their preacher. You know what Paul says? He says, "I've done all these things, I, I, but now I'm giving you to God." You know why you shouldn't miss a meal? Because most people that don't rely on the meal rely on the meal giver, right. yeah. and when something happens to him, they die too. Yeah. Amen. If I drop dead tonight, what happens to you? On, See, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not interested in, in y'all having to preach religion. Yeah. If I was, I wouldn't deal with things like this. If I wanted to build a kingdom, I wouldn't be telling you it's more—it's it's, it's way more important than me. If I wanted to build a, an establishment and a throne and you be my little peons, then I wouldn't deal with things like this, things I've been accused of. You know what I'm interested in? God having a church here whether I'm here or not. Amen. We've all seen that it. it can happen in a blink of an eye. It could be gone. We don't know how long that we get together. I may not make it back Sunday morning. What's going to happen to you if I don't? Paul's giving them farewell. And he says, I've taught you. I've told you. I've fed you. Now it's time for y'all. I commend you to the Lord. Now it's time for y'all to do something about it. What happens to me? Or what happens to you if something happens to me? I spend in my life trying to feed you. You want to know Why? So can make it without me. Amen. I know too many people that, 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 that I don't think they'd make it without their preacher. And I understand, love him. You should. I understand, honor the preacher. You should. I understand all those things. I'm not telling you don't do that. But it's not about me. Amen. You understand what I'm telling you tonight? This is not about me. Lord. I'm not the Lord here. Right, right. He's the Lord. I, I'm not what you're worshiping tonight. He is. Amen. I'm not who you're living to impress. He is. Don't come to church for me. Come to church for him. Don't go on visitation for me. Don't go run a bus for me. Don't work at BBS for me. Don't sing the choir for me. If you're doing anything for me, it's all vain. Amen. I can't reward you for none of it. Amen. It ought to be about him. And if you're here, if you're here getting fed, one of these days I'm going to write a farewell letter. Whether I'm old and sick or God moves me on, you know what happened to this church. It'll keep on taking. If God won't come back, this is going to happen. We think it's 30 years down the road. It might be 30 days. I, I mean, i am not promised 30 years here. Would it just fall up? I'm afraid sometimes it would. Would it just fall up? Where would you go? Have you learned anything? I mean, have you matured at all? Where you don't have to have me. And now your crutch for Stillwater Baptist Church? Because you're on a very feeble crutch. Right. Yeah. At any moment, I could fold up. At any moment, I could fall. That's good, At any moment, I could lose my mind and good. go off the deep end. God forbid it. I don't want it to happen. But I don't want to know I can leave a church like Paul asked to Ephesus and said, Y'all, you got it. You can take it from here. That's the ultimate goal of feeding the flock. Yeah. Is that the flock gets stable enough in this book yes. that I wouldn't have to be here if I dropped dead to keep things going how they should go. Right. That I would have to be here to make sure that things stay in order. Listen, you don't know why this church should never go to temporary? not because I, I hate it and not because I preach against it because you ought to know it's in the book. Hey, Amen. He can't just beat on me because when I die, it's gone. Amen. You know how I many churches have completely changed personalities when they lost their preacher? Yeah. Let me tell you something. They never- I, I don't jive with everything and everybody, and I don't think none of y'all in here to do it, every church. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a few churches that I have been very disappointed in, but there's a few that I'm very impressed with right now. That church five minutes down the road from here is broken hearted. I mean, they've lost valuable members. They've lost their pastor. And boy, I just want to say it. It's good to see them going on. Amen. In case anybody's wondering in wonder or question how I feel about them, I'm 100% behind them and I support them. And I've told their pastors, I don't care what you think. Amen. Now give them space because that's what they need. But ain't it good to know that man that's been over 27 years that's in heaven now and I, I've been watching the pastor that's come behind him has preached against contemporary, he's preached against homosexuals, he's dealing with stuff in the church right now. And God Almighty, it makes me want to shout. And he's doing it with backbone. Well, that's that something. May not all of them be in that predicament. That young man has been eating on some meals. Amen. Glory to God. He encourages me, man. But it can't really go on. It just takes a few of you to decide. I mean, hell will freeze over before we let go of that King James Bible. Hell will freeze over before we set out to Hollywood. Hell will freeze over before we set out that of social media and the social movements. I mean, dear God, we ought to go on without the preacher. Amen. Paul told them, I ain't going to be here no more, but y'all know it. Good. Farewell. You know what that's a product of? What time he was there, It must have been a good portion of them sitting around the table eating the meals. But he dished them out. Because right. they never made it. Right. This church will never make it. No. If y'all aren't coming in here each Sunday morning, yeah. Sunday night, and Wednesday, and putting your spiritual bib on. Right. and rolling up your sleeves blowing yeah. up tight to that table and clearing you off some elbow room remember I'm really wanting a good meal man I need some space I need some I mean, I, 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 I want to get it all yeah. I don't even want you to see a trace yeah. of food on my plate I want it to be lit, clean gone yeah. some of y'all sitting here saying well, I just don't like all the meals we get but they're helpful and they're needful you got to realize you're gonna to have to push through some yeah, bad meals yeah. in order to survive some bad moments. Yeah, right. Say that again. You're gonna to have to push through and digest some bad meals if you're gonna make it through bad moments. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna get through the storms. You're not gonna get through the perverts. You're not gonna get through the predators. You're not gonna get through times like losing your preacher. If all you've been doing is snacking here and there, you better be healthy. You better be in that meal time yeah, and have matured in that book. If you're really going to survive and make it as a Christian. And these last layoffs here in church hours. Yeah. Folks, the heat is up. I preached on that the other day. When the heat of hell gets all it's up now. The heat's up. The heat's up. The, heat's up. the heat's up. the heat's up. I've never seen so much. Remember Brother John was talking today? I've never seen so much controversy. Maybe maybe you have. You've been around a I've never seen so much. I've never seen so much. in And I disheartening. I've never seen so much. I mean, I don't know who's for me or against me out there. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's disheartening. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I don't either. I'm going to tell you one thing on my dying breath. I'm forever pushing person in this church. Yeah. Are you a- listening to me? I'm, God yeah. kill me dead. Some of y'all are wondering, don't I stand. I'm not against you people. Yeah, right. Man. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if I didn't care about you.